I am your co-host, Jamie Lynn. And Candace Hart. We're so excited that you're here. We have loved talking. Like we want to go deep and we want to mm-hmm. talk about living a life set apart. And it involves so many practical things. And I am such a solution-driven woman. Yeah. I love the practical, like, what happened to you here? What did you do when God brought this up? What does this look like today in modern, you know, in yeah. our modern world war culture that we're experiencing? So much of the world pushing in. And so we're really the how. Yeah. How to, how to live set apart. Yeah. And today we're talking about purity, which oftentimes is uh, connected to sex, you know, like sexual purity, but we feel purity is a much wider range of a topic. And so we're going to dive in and address purity. And um, also we just want you to know while you're hopping on, subscribe, like the video, leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. And if you are listening on podcasts, subscribe, leave a written review. We want to hear from you, share it with your friends that you feel might enjoy the insight that we're sharing. We've been praying. We pray every time before we hit record. And we pray that, you know, I love every time we hit record, it always goes a different direction (laughs) than we think. And it's, it's totally, we feel the Lord every time we record that I have felt the presence of the Lord. So we're hoping you do too. It's been a blessing. Um, yes, ladies. So we're talking about purity, which Yes, most of the time you hear refer sexual purity, but purity starts from the heart because everything we do flows from the heart. Uh, so yeah, we, man, y'all, okay, one, I can get this topic. I'm going to try to keep this under a certain time. But first I want to say Matthew 5, 8 says, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. One That's of my our favorites. Goal. That's our goal. So we you're saying God. if you are pure in heart, you will see God. Can you just have a Selah moment? This is not like the word of God is alive and active today. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I do not want to do anything that would keep me from God. I don't want to do anything that would keep me from seeing God, but blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Just want to throw that out there. That's what we're diving into a little bit more and how the Lord has revealed that to us. Yes. And I, one thing really cool about this y'all, and I want to put this out there real quick, which I don't know if we will do, we should do one video where we discuss our backgrounds um and just kind of what we're coming from because y'all are getting such a different perspective from both of us we have jamie lynn who was heavy into ministration she's been a children's minister she you went to college university she got her bachelor's then her master's incredibly smart woman if y'all do not know who this is heart turned towards the lord um in an early age and you've really strive to live a life of purity and to live that just, Lord, what do you want? I remember you talking, you're like, oh, he's sending me out of state. She packed up, y'all. It wasn't, uh, you didn't hesitate. And I remember thinking, like, she's so state. cool. I don't know if they heard you. Yeah, sorry, out of state. <laughs> out of state. No, it's true. I just, but mm-hmm. here's the thing. I struggled along the way with things. And he would reveal it. And I would either listen or I wouldn't. So while I desired, while I lived in sexual purity, for the most part, I mean, I saved myself for marriage, but that's not to say that other things didn't come up along the way that I battled, but purity is of heart too. It's like Mm -hmm. your pure motives when you're communicating with somebody, are you being manipulative to get what you want? Are you loving them? Well, are you, do you have purity towards them and kindness? Have you been praying for them? Are you just judging them and criticizing them in your heart? Purity is just multi-layered. It is. And I don't think I strive for, I didn't even strive for purity until I was in my thirties. To be 100% honest, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that looked like. Uh, me and my husband married really young. And yes, we've, I mean, yes, we've kept our marriage 
faithful to each other. But before that, no, we weren't pure when we first got married. I wish we could go back and do a million things differently. But when the Lord started revealing this to me, it, it all comes, it all starts with the heart. It all, it starts with our heart turns, turned towards him, which is what we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. So what is purity? If you look at purity and just what God means, purity and holiness are almost equal. And so you wrote the book on Holy Revolution, and we are called to live a life that is holy. And if we are holy, we're living a life out of purity. But purity is freedom from spiritual or moral defilement. And it sounds heavy, but we've talked before that we are no, not called to live a lukewarm lifestyle. We're not called to live partial purity. And so in Revelation 21, 18, it talks about the gold wall that the Lord has built. And the gold is so pure, it's like glass. And so I love that example because if it's pure, it has no blemish. And he's saying this wall is holy gold. There's nothing else in it. So you can't live partially pure. You're either pure, wholly pure, or you're not. There's no in-between. And as, so when we say like, choose today whom you will serve, like you were either all in it for the Lord. That doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. That's where God's grace covers you, but you're striving for it. You want it. Yeah. And if you have, if he has your heart, we know that you'll try to live a pure lifestyle. Remy wanted to come into agreement with yeah. Candace. <laughs> He's coming into agreement with Candace. Um, and that's another thing too, with, with what you're saying is oftentimes we can focus on the glass clear parts of our life. Mm -hmm. And I will say the definition of perfect from the kingdom perspective is pure and holy. The world's definition of, of perfect is very different and it's unattainable. It's impossible. God's is only possible through Jesus Christ. And, and I do believe it's, it says be perfect as I am perfect, be holy as I am holy. Those two things are interchangeable right there. So king, the kingdom example or definition of perfection, like I want to live a perfect, holy, blameless life. I cannot do that in the spirit of Jamie Lynn. I can only do that with the spirit of God. And so I think that that's another thing is what's so beautiful. When you have a pure heart, you can be all in, right? And along the way, God will reveal the areas where there is a blemish. Yes. And that's when that moment reveals itself. That's what I think dictates purity or not. Are you going to give him that area or are you going to hold on to it? It is. There's things that will that's when you're constantly going to be purified. He's constantly going to be, you're his garden. So he's constantly going to be pulling out the weeds. So new things can come in. So yeah. you can grow bigger. You can grow better. Your roots can be more solid. And I say that because I wanted to define, because I know yeah, just with the language of what Candace is, you're either all in, you're all out. And it's true, but that's a heart posture. That doesn't mean you're like perfect right now everything you do is perfect. Like it just means you're ready and you're truly being led by him. Does that make yes. sense? Cause there are areas he will reveal along the way to help you grow. So one thing I thought this was really cool coming about and that the world is talking about this. And we know that everything that the Lord has, the enemy tries to counterfeit. And so with everything that is bombarding the, we'll say generation Z, we'll say this next generation coming up, uh, CNBC, I thought this was so cool. This study and asked, um, that generation, they said 67% of them agreed that it was um, really cool and they really wanted to be true to one's values and beliefs. So they thought that it was 
more favorable to be authentic and be true to your values and beliefs and stand on those above everything. Like that, that would be their foundation. So what do we, I'm laughing because my dog's like, what did I say? He's just drinking in the spirit of God. But we have a world right now that's craving to be authentic. And the enemy's saying, oh, that's something different. That's something perverse. And you need to be true to your oneself, um, whatever that may mean, no matter how crazy, how perverted it is. And the Lord's saying, no, what is already written on your heart is to be authentic and pure. So we know what purity is, but if you're authentic, it's genuine. It has an undisputed origin. So what, where are we from? Like we, it's already written on our hearts that we have a craving for heaven. We have a craving for the truth. We crave to hear his word. We are his sheep and we know his voice. Yes. So you cannot dispute that. You cannot take the Lord's voice and distort it. Guys, this is, it's an original, like it's true. It's original. I love go look up authentic. Yeah. If you want to live an authentic lifestyle, you have to be in Christ. And if it's an undisputed origin, mm-hmm. the word is true today as it was the moment it was written, as it was the moment God breathed us into being like the world is trying to culture is trying yeah. to evolve and redefine the word of God. Oh, and I'm telling you right now, that word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so our job is to go back to who I'm telling you, if you are battling junk, it is because something is in the world that is not meant to be in the world in your life. There is some kind of mixture going on because when you are in Christ Jesus and you're in his word, you get disgusted by the ways of the world in a good way. You can love the hell out of the world. Literally everything we need to do is with love. So I don't want to be judgmental and critical towards the world, but I can recognize, Oh, that's not God because I've been staring at the real thing so much. I know the authentic origin and I have to stand my ground no matter what comes my way with this authentic origin. And that's something that we want to see our generations fight for, especially women, women. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I feel like it needs to be said almost every episode. The word of God is not meant for the man in your household to teach you. Mm-hmm. I learn a lot from my husband, but I'm saying it is also for you. It is also for you to read and to, to get in you and to let what was written on your heart yeah. from the Lord come out and see what he created you to be, who he created you to be. This is a love letter to us. He literally wrote down, this is our handbook for how to live life, how to do mm-hmm. relationships, how to parent. It is already written down. Kind of love your husband. Y'all out there being single, you don't need to rush into something with somebody that you aren't supposed to spend the rest of your Mm -hmm. life with. Because I'm telling you right now, when you get married, you have your own little things that peer its head and you can either respond in humility and love or not. And, and it makes a difference how you respond in your marriage to your spouse. And so this word prepares you to be the woman God created you to be. And it helps lead you, teach you, guide you, correct you. Sorry, okay, Dan. No, I you're good. You off topic. I know, I love this. This is um one. So if this is okay, because most of us are not most of us on here. I man, I hope you are. I hope you were born and stayed pure your whole life and everything you did. But for those that are battling shame or anything from the past, right now I have to tell you, shame is not from God. God has so much grace, mercy, and love. You can't bring those addictions with you, 
But if you want to lay them down, I'm telling you right now that you can be healed, you can be whole, and you can drop that shame and leave it at the door. So you can be forgiven. I don't care what you've done. And I will put that out there. I don't care what you have done. You can be forgiven and you are loved. One of my favorite um, people in the Bible is David. And it's not because David was perfect and he wasn't pure. Man, he killed somebody. He was responsible for someone's murder after he had an affair with his wife. And so when God calls a man after his own heart, please go back. If you're not super familiar with David, read it, reread it, reread it again. And look at the way David responds to sin. Look at the way he responds to every situation he's put in. He actually in here has told his, he'll tell his spirit when it gets afraid to shut up. He's like, don't talk to me. I'm, I'm going to concentrate on the Lord. He um, laid down at the temple in front of everybody there and just begged for his son and humbled himself before the Lord in front of everybody. And he, you have to have humility but he always came back to the Lord and gave it his all. He's like, Lord, I know I messed up. And so I love Psalm 51. And if you break it down, he says, have mercy on me, oh God, according to your unfailing love. And he is literally, he's like, this sin just put a wall between me and my love. The love of my life, what I've done, this affair I have with Bathsheba, put a wall between him and God. And he was mourning literally mourning that relationship with the Lord. And he said that um, he asked for forgiveness. He didn't just ask for forgiveness. He begged for forgiveness and admitted what he did was wrong. And he said, create in me a pure heart. Why? Because he knew one, if his heart was purified, if he could be healed in that way, then that communication with the Lord, everything else would flow from it. What was the verse you just brought up the last one? Um, create, um, first Corinthians, no, 423. I'm... <laughs> well, let me go back to We're... last week. <laughs> no. Let me rewind. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is real. This is such a mess. Well, We're talking about protecting said three years ago <laughs> on November. <laughs> First. I blinked out, but it's like protecting your heart because everything you do flows from it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's yes. We have to <laughs> yes. create in me a pure heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So if you're in that place where purity is a new concept, or if you've just messed up and you've sinned, go to God. Lay yourself yeah. before him, humble yourself take accountability for where you're at, invite him in to that place that's heavy, that may be a little dark, that may be a little twisted and ask for forgiveness and let him heal you. Let him cleanse you because that's what he wants. He yeah. wants to help clean you. Yeah. And can I just say too, yeah. some of you grew up in a church like we did where purity was like an unattainable mm-hmm. law driven thing. Nobody ever yeah. said why. No, Nobody, we were just talking about this at lunch. Nobody ever said why you should remain pure and it's because it it keeps you from god it keeps you blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see god i want to see god i want to be close to him but any moment that i'm not then i (laughs) any moment that i thought he was about to like start looking you any moment that i'm not 
turn to him keeps me from him and it's outside of his protection because I am agreeing with the ruler of the world, Satan, yes. and not the ruler of heaven, heaven, God. And when I am under, when I'm on that highway of holiness, there's no pestilence. There's no dark beast that can come my way. Yep. Right. That's a promise in his word. So I just want to encourage you when you are, are living a pure life, you are protected by God almighty. You are choosing not to be protected by God. When you step outside of that place of purity, it's so simple, right? But the spirit of God helps us. So it's not something you're not alone. You're not. And I, I will say this. I, I wrote down a lot of scripture and I may actually go to the comments in YouTube and just put the scriptures. Yeah, there. I, I probably put down more than you really want me to read out right now. Oh, come on. We love, but I word. do want to say this. This is going to be a how to for you. So if you actually go to Colossians three, um, five through 10, is what this is what it means to live pure okay it says put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature sexual immorality impurity lust evil desires greed which leads to idolatry and because of these the wrath of god is coming you used to walk in these ways not anymore you haven't made pure you've been made holy You've used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived but now you must also rid yourself of such things as these anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. And do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with his practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. Everything about us is supposed to reflect the king. So if there's part of us that's not reflecting the king, that's part that needs healing. That's part that we have to invite the purity of the Lord to come in to renew us we have the flesh of the, we have the fruits of the spirit, love, patience, patience, peace, kindness, goodness. The things I just mentioned, rage, malice, slander, all of those are fr um, fruits of the flesh. So that's literally when we are living in the flesh and we're living for our own selfish desires, those are the things that's going to come up. And if you are living for God, those things get easier and easier to they cast do. off. Like, let me just tell you, I used to cuss because I thought it was funny. I would go through different seasons where I, I thought cursing was funny. And if you knew me now, you'd be like, what? But I'll just be real. I've been around some Christian female leaders that are cussing and I'm like so shocked and I don't know what to do sometimes. I'm like, okay. Um, but I also know it takes time and I'm being merciful to, to hear them. And if I have more relationship with them, I would submit to them, like ask why, like, you know, has the Holy spirit made them feel like it's okay or whatever. And then also some of you, I had a dream one time. This is my conviction. This is what I felt from the Lord that getting tipsy was the same thing as being drunk. Cause it was causing me to feel different than God created me to feel. It was literally numbing me out and causing me to feel different. So that's another area that the Holy Spirit revealed to me. Now, I don't drink alcohol anymore. And I know that the spirit of Jamie Lynn's not out here to condemn. This is the fruit of me. I feel like I'm a victim of the blood of Jesus. And this is my conviction and my husband's conviction. Do I know if this will be like this forever? I don't know, but I trust God beyond myself. It's not even a desire anymore to drink alcohol in our family. And I've been doing this for years. So initially before I stopped drinking, I stopped getting tipsy because I thought, oh, tipsy's not drunk, but no, the Lord literally sent me a dream to show me where I needed to pure. This is purity, right? To purify my heart. And then later came, you know, for me, removing alcohol. And I just have to trust the Lord in, in whatever reason that that would be. Also, we've saved a lot of money. And I'm not saying that you're in sin. If you drink, I'm just saying, I want to be pure and follow the Lord. I don't have a, he took the desire out of me. And to me, it would feel like a sin if I did. And I just have to trust that that has something to do with the call on my life 
and the call on my husband's life. And I think it's important that you ask the Holy Spirit because how many times have you avoided asking the Holy Spirit if you should because you didn't want the answer? Ah, that's that's I there's things I avoided I'm like I'm just gonna assume it's good because it's not really bad because I didn't want to give it up yeah and so when you ask him and he starts saying no no this needs to go like be willing I promise you there's nothing you're holding on to this earth that is worth Mm -hmm. the love the revelation the purity that God wants to give you that he can't until you let go of those things let me just be real ladies okay um my husband and I when we were dating um I did save myself for marriage. Okay. I'd only ever kissed a guy. That doesn't mean that you're not doing something that you shouldn't in that moment be feeling. I know that might be TMI for some people, but some of you single ladies out there are putting yourself in a position and you know that you shouldn't even be alone with them in that room, in that car, Mm -hmm. in that environment. And you both need to stand your ground for purity because it is keeping you, you're leaving and you're like, Oh, I don't think, I feel like we crossed a line. And, and I feel like we crossed a line and I feel like we crossed the line, whatever it may be, trust your gut and stop putting your physical body in a location where you are tempted. Yeah. What, what, what may that be like? And if, if for you, maybe it's alcohol, we'll get rid of the alcohol and tell your friends you'll go on a coffee date and that you don't want to go out for happy hour, you know, invite them over and have a charcuterie board. Do you know what I'm saying? Like what, whatever you feel like is best, look at those things and stop putting yourself in an environment to fail and be tempted. But I will tell you, when you are madly in love with Jesus, you are able to see the escape route and you want Mm. the escape route more than you want the temptation to be fulfilled. And then the more you obey the escape route and take that exit door in that moment, the more disgusting and vile the temptation becomes that that was coming to you, that was ruining your life, okay? Because for some people, it's y'all be going out to fast food. I used to be a glutton, okay? You're hiding, you're eating. For some of you, it may be sugar. For some of you, it may be coffee. For some of you, it may be porn. For some of you, it may be the romance novels. For some of you, it may be gossip. For some of you, it may be self-hatred. For some of you, it may be alcohol. For some of you, it may be comparison, jealousy. It may be greed. It may be that you are wanting to hit the money goal instead of the God goal. And you're building on your own because you want to be wealthy and give to God instead of, instead of Mm. wanting to serve the Lord and build with him. And whatever comes from that is the fruit. Like there, there's a way to live pure. And, and I just want to say, cleanse your mouth, please, because we talked about this in the last episode, whatever you say or do, you are a leader. When you become a Christian, people are looking at you to see what Christianity is and mm-hmm. if they want it or not. Do they, do they want that life you're living? It's different. And are, your you, life different? and are you giving them room to sin or not? Yeah. Are you living a way that the word, I mean, there's a pressure that comes with being a Christian. It's an awesome pressure because it leads to freedom when we live it. And sometimes I will say it's not law. It's love that I, even when I don't feel like it, it is love for God and a trust in him that causes me to obey. When we grew up, it was law. It was, you can't do this and you can't do that. And it was never because he loved us. Yeah, it was, it was always this law. Trust us. We know that religious spirit. We know that foul thing. It is the religious spirit is a list of to do's. It is not relationship with Christ Jesus. So when you fall in love with him, you want so deeply to obey, even when you don't feel like it. That was a long list of examples. No, it's, that's perfect though, because I, that's, well, let me, so you just said something. I want to finish that off. Yeah. It says, therefore, as God's chosen people, we're still in Colossians 3, y'all, Colossians 3, 12. Um, holy and dearly loved, <laughs> clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, and bear with each other. 
um, and forgive one another. And if you have any grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. I'm going to end it there because when you carry the kindness, humility, the gentleness, you give, you give a grace. There's just a grace that comes with it. And it, some things when you're walking in purity of the Lord, these things aren't a challenge because yes, you can fake the fruits of the spirit for a while. They don't stick. Cause you can yeah. fake patience, but then your trigger is going to pop up and you're going to be screaming at somebody, or you're going to be driving along being like, get out of my way. So, I mean, you can, you can fake it, but true fruits come when you're walking with the Lord. So when I, when I get upset with my husband, I'm pointing cause he's walking by. <laughs> if I get upset with my husband, I feel we're very quick to ask for forgiveness in a situation. Is that true, honey? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he's like, keep me out of this. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, let me come on here and tell you. He would never do that. No, but I feel like we're very quick to be like, I'm so sorry. Like that wasn't whatever. And he's very quick to be like, I forgive you. And, and I'm grateful for that. And he's, he's really slow to anger. So for me, it can be a moment where I like say something. And then I'm like, oh man, once I feel conviction from the Holy Spirit, I will go to my husband and I'll apologize to him. Cause I don't want to be who I was. I want to be who he's called me to be, right? Yeah. So being quick to forgive, forgiving that person that will never apologize to you for what they did. You guys are so cute. I still struggle with stuff like this. I think the other day, my husband was correcting me on something, something silly. And it was about whether or not a car reader worked at a gas station. And I snapped at him. He's like, you don't got to get all angry. And then I was mad that he called me out on it. <laughs> side, side note, I'm actually, I'm literally about to do this on the podcast. My husband on it. Hey, babe. We just took Remy out to go potty and he did not go number two. Okay. Love you. Thank you. (laughs) Welcome to dog parenting where you talk about if they went number two or not. This is real, real life. So, um, I guess I want to go, I will on YouTube, I will go post the other scriptures that go along with purity that y'all, if you do not have scripture memorized, you're walking around without a weapon to to Ah, fight the enemy. So good. So I have, and it doesn't even, this is the thing. This is what's so crazy cool about God's word. It doesn't even have to match what you're struggling with. So the first things I memorized were Psalms 91, 11, and then Corinthians 13. And so the other day I was frustrated at something or I got fearful and I started going through the way God is love. And I started just reciting that in my head. And I was like, if you speak the tongues of men or of angels awesome. and start going through, it had nothing to do with what I was Perfect going through, love casts but out it fear. calmed my heart down. It calmed my. my mind down to where I could think rationally. And my. I'm like, all it took was God's word. It didn't even have to be on the subject. Okay. So, but love, but this is the thing. It is in the subject yes. because it's his word that combats the darkness. It's a double-edged sword. His word is a double-edged sword, which means scalpel, which means it goes in and it divides everything that's not supposed to be in there. But fear, it says in his word perfect somewhere else, love casts perfect love casts out fear. So if you're quoting yes. 1 Corinthians 13 and it's talking about love, it really goes over everything. So if you amazing. have to, I would call, I would actually, I will lay that myself down here and I'll put myself out there that if you have to memorize something first, do Corinthians 13. That should be the first thing you ever memorize because everything that you do in life, this doesn't even have to do with this, but kind of. Yeah. Everything that we do, it is useless if it is not done with the love of Christ. True. So he calls us to the way we speak to people, the way we minister out, the way we live our life. It is, if I sit here and console her because say she's having a bad day and I give her this advice and everything, 
but none of it was out of love. And if that was out of obligation or my own selfish desires, it's useless. But if it is ministered out of love, the fruit from that will be evident. And there's a difference between being nice and being kind. Mm -hmm. His kindness leads us to repentance. Nice, I feel like is an obligation. And internally you're like, oh, I will say this. If you know the Lord is calling you to respond in kindness and your heart doesn't feel it, obey that. But deal with what's going on inwardly with him immediately afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Like there are moments where it's like, man, congratulations. Your flesh wanted to explode, but you chose to be kind. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a consistent place internally. Jamie Lynn is so much more happy to be around Jamie Lynn than I was 10 years ago because I was so mean to myself. So critical. I was filled with self-hatred so much. I just, man, looking back, I'm like, God, you've done so much in my heart, in my life. And I love the thoughts I have towards people now. They're so kind. It is so quick to be merciful and kind rather. And when a a mean thought comes in about somebody, I'm like, ew. And I know that's not for me. It used to be for me. And now it's not. Now it's from the outside in. And I'm like, oof, spiritual volleyball. I'm going to spike that down. You're so good now about seeing the good in people. She is. And you actually live that example very, very, very well. She's genuine with that. Thank you. I think, I think everything we, everything we talk about is very real and genuine to how we live and we're going to be real with y'all. So we hope this brought helpful insight and thank you, by the way, I love you. Um, we hope this brought helpful insight. I love the way you unpacked the word Candace and relayed purity. We just want you to think of purity beyond sexual purity, which we'll do an episode about that. I love to talk about sexual purity. I love to talk about biblical sex, not TMI, but like what that looks like, repercussions, yeah comment if you want that (laughs) Uh, they do they do but here's another thing i think i think yeah we'll talk about it we'll talk about it in a set apart woman way you don't have to be concerned about oversharing because i'm extremely protective of you discovering what god intended you to discover with your husband period for the first time not by hearing it from us yeah we don't want to yeah we don't want to talk about you didn't sound like that but i just wanted to if you if y'all are anything like me i was like there's certain things i do not want to hear from women before i get married you Mm -hmm. know what i mean So anyways, all that to say, we are really excited to uncover all the topics ahead. So stay tuned because we have a mentoring program called Set Apart Women. You can go to jamielynnwalnow.com and click on the Set Apart Women tab and it'll share with you the mentorship program that we have going online. And we want you to be part of that. Yes. And ladies, follow us on Instagram because on Instagram, we're posting where our merchandise will be linked to there. Our um, meet and greets, which we are doing. If you live in DFW, y'all. This week, we our want... merch is launching. Yes. And we really want to meet y'all. We want to meet face-to-face. Be able to just talk to you. And you December 4th. Yes. December 1st is our 4th. December 4th is our first meetup. So stay tuned for information in the DFW area for that. It'll be fun. And we're going to have our pop-up store with merch. It's going to be real cute. Getting ready for Chris. Yes, you can go Christmas shopping. I'm telling you, if you need gifts for your girlfriends or the women in your family, mm-hmm. we will be the stop for you. It'll be spirit-filled, awesome, epic, cute gifts. So come look. <laughs> okay. Thank you, ladies. Love y'all. And oh, once again, go to jamielinwalna.com. Click yes. on the links in the podcast or here to become a monthly tribe member. There are perks you get, extra content you get, discounts you get for merch, all the fun things. We just want you to come be part of the tribe and it helps us get the word of God out there because this thing ain't running itself, okay? We out here (laughs) creating this content and we believe that we're supposed to be a for-profit to help put money and circulate it into the kingdom to disciple women, mentor women, and provide amazing set-apart women gear on earth as it is in heaven. So we love y'all. Thank you. And we'll see you next week.
Hey ladies, we're so glad you're here. We are asking you, please support us by subscribing, liking, sharing the word that we're putting out there. If it impacted you, it could impact somebody else. We just want to share the love of God today. And if you want to become a tribe member, you can go to jamielinwalna.com or you can go to the link in the bio here on YouTube or on our podcast and become a monthly member for as low as $10 a month. And there's amazing things you're supporting, including women being discipled and learning how to disciple others via the Great Commission. So join our tribe. We can't wait to meet you. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, ladies.